It's 9 p.m. and you slam the door to your bedroom with an irritated sigh. You just had a fight with your boyfriend over some bullshit. You don't even want to think about that anymore. All you really want to do is slip into your jammies, get in bed, and ignore the fact that you have to go to school the next morning. As your head hits the pillow, you think about your big test tomorrow, what his friends will say, what your friends will say, all the drama and gossip. You just don't want any part of it. But just as those sheep start cresting the fence, you hear a noise. But the noise isn't from outside, it's, it's somewhere deeper. You wake up suddenly, but something's off. The clock on the wall isn't reading right. Not the time, but the numbers themselves. They're all twisted. The noise gets louder, more piercing. It seems to be coming from behind the wall. As you, as you draw closer, you start to see the wall bulge, almost as if something is living underneath the wallpaper. As you stare in horror, the shape of a face starts to become clear in the floral pattern. And then without warning, a gloved hand with blades on the fingers grabs you and pulls you into the drywall. But the drywall isn't really there. It's become like the surface of a placid lake. You feel the sensation of falling even though you're standing upright. And that's when the glove plunges into you, ripping and tearing. You've never felt pain like this before. You've been dragged into the nightmare now. Good luck waking up. I want to hear you scream. It is time to keep your appointment with the Wicker Man. Look at me, Damien. It's all for you. Whatever you do, don't fall asleep. We'll tear your soul apart. Podcast of the Dead. Hello, everyone. This is Podcast of the Dead. The podcast about all things horror related and wow we have a doozy of an episode for you today <laughs> uh it's gonna be kind of long um i'm zach palmer sitting next to me is isaac wright oh. and of course joining us from the void with a big old hammer and sickle uh flag behind them <laughs> is chrissy beetle all right do, lads. Do. <laughs> <laughs> don't, don't you mind my hammer and sickle flag on karl marx's birthday oh yes. wow damn yes i feel it's very appropriate yeah. and i support it wholeheartedly um just just <laughs> as an aside as we always say uh like i i normally do not accept offers of cocaine but it is so goddamn early <laughs> and i am so tired wow. that i would now consider it <laughs> uh I'll... i finished work at three this morning oh god didn't didn't get home till like half three Jeez. so finally fell asleep when it was getting light at four yes yeah, kill me yeah, yeah sun sundays are now the day that uh i need to you know pray at the church of the nose clams that's, that's what i've decided <laughs> <laughs> uh speaking of the 80s um <laughs> yeah uh, this this week we're and we're, Johnny Depp uh, and Johnny Depp yeah for sure this week we're gonna skip the news entirely not the, because there's not any news not that's there not the is, reason there kind of is no news <laughs> but the we're doing another heavy hitter this week and this one we have so much to talk about uh, so much to talk about so we're gonna just dedicate the entire episode to a nightmare on Elm Street 
Dun, Yay! Dun, dun. I can't I can't make weird like synthesizer noises with my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> or like, oh shit, we should have got a nail and chalkboard in here. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Squeaky squeaky. So This is God, as I say as I pretend to cut my fingers off. <laughs> <laughs> uh okay, so Nightmare on Elm Street. Uh what, the uh the biggest slasher film? Um, I'd say so. Yeah. Next to like Halloween, and and Friday the 13th. I mean, those are your big three. I would say, but I I think critically and uh, monetarily, I think Nightmare kind of overshadows them. At least this first one. I would say, as far like artistically, let's say mm, let's yeah. say it that way. It is artistically also just personally. Yeah. No. Yeah. I think personally, I like it the most out of the ones that we've talked about so see I, I i'm i'm in the ca- i'm in, i'm in jason's camp a little bit so so that's just I, me well, but but that's not saying well, i don't like nightmare and that's not saying anyone else doesn't like friday it's just i've watched the sequels of friday the 13th a lot more than i've watched the <laughs> sequels yeah, of nightmare I've watched yeah. the stupid sequels of friday more more than i've watched the stupid sequels of nightmare and i've seen the stupid sequels of nightmare a lot <laughs> Yeah. yeah, and the stupid sequels of Nightmare are just stupid. <laughs> Dream yeah. Child. Yeah, yeah. And, I actually kind of like that one. Well, and the and the thing is, is like I feel like the first three se- like the first three movies of Nightmare on Elm Street, uh, which is uh, Freddy's Revenge and Dream Warriors, are both really, really good. Almost as good as the original, mm-hmm. in my opinion. Yeah. Um. But Friday the Thirteenth Part Two yeah. and Three are not. I mean, Friday the Thirteenth Part, part two, two is better is than really one. Good. Part honestly. Two is definitely better. Yeah. yeah, Two is better Friday than One. Yeah, Friday is just a, it is a different kind of smattering of quality. Yeah, like that's all it really yeah. is. Whereas Nightmare, those first three could have been a standalone trilogy and just kind of like stood out in yeah. the horror world. That would have been great. Yeah, <laughs> but no, that didn't happen. That, that way. didn't happen. <laughs> no, that didn't happen at all. But so when do, when did Nightmare come out? When did those original ones start? 1984. Ah, it's an Orwellian one. Purple Rain! (laughs) The same year as Margaret Thatcher was in politics in the UK and the miners' strikes. (laughs) Yeah. And, and then the Falklands happened sometime after that, I'm sure. Yeah. And then... <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. oh boy, this lady's not for turning. <laughs> <laughs> 1984 was a, a very interesting year culturally, mm, uh, really especially was. in America. War on drugs! The war on drugs uh, was the re-election of Reagan. Ugh. Um, it was, uh, Ghostbusters yes. came out that year. Absolutely, it uh, did. Gremlins came out that year. No, not quite as stoked on that one, but it's still good. <laughs> Purple Rain. Grace yes. Under Pressure came out that year that had Ooh. two good tracks. <laughs> Nerd. <laughs> yeah. 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 I don't know anything musically, like, what was going on in the music that I listened to around this era. Yeah, I guess this Grace, is... Grace Under Pressure, Purple Rain, this of is course, when, like... is the one I've mentioned the three times yeah, already. I mean, there yeah. was probably punk stuff going on. I don't remember what it is. Like, um, I think probably it a Dead Kennedy's. Been a Kennedy's album. Yeah. Oh, I bet. I think yeah. a Dead Kennedy's record. Well, that wasn't, um, that wasn't Plastic Surgery Disasters, was it? Uh, no. let me, let me see. Oh my god, okay, we, we have so much to talk about, we do not get, need to get bogged down in what Jello released when. Friday the 13th, part know. 4, no, yes, yeah, part true. 4 came out, the final chapter, in which quotations. is where we saw Tommy Jarvis. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, oh, Corey Feldman. <laughs> oh, my God. Angelic to the core. Still one of the greatest albums ever released. Yeah. <laughs> just want to just wanna let everybody know that. <laughs> <laughs> so definitely pop culture-wise, this came out at a very pivotal time, and it's not surprising that it then became a big part of the fabric of the 80s after that, because yeah. Freddie Freddy kind of took everyone... Took everyone to the to, to go see the movie. I didn't want. I don't like cliches. I didn't want to say took the world by storm. I was trying to avoid it. And you just said. I it, know. Though, so you off. might as well just said that to begin by with. their nightmarish balls. Exactly. Thank you very much. I like it. Also, plastic surgery disasters came out in '82. Oh, okay. Uh, uh, yeah, I thought it was earlier than that. Anyway, so let's talk about let's talk about nightmare and what what this movie is about. It's, it's about some about? spooky stuff. It's about not wanting to sleep. It's about <laughs> that I'm tired, but I can't. I, I she hides a coffee pot like under her, her bedside <laughs> side table, and like the mom takes one coffee pot away and like another coffee pot away. Takes it all. She's like, "Fuck! Why are these in here?" And then she gets up, and it's already plugged in and everything. Yeah. You see the it's, light it's on. Fucking same. brilliant. <laughs> same. That's uh, that's same. Yeah, I know. I just thought that was a hilarious scene. I'm just like. Yes. It's not only a fire hazard, but like, I, how do you have I also hide a coffee pot under my bed. <laughs> uh, Nightmare on Elm Street, also known as Nancy N- Nancy Thompson, goes to the Kevin McAllister School of Serving <laughs> Booby Traps. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, man. Okay, so as usual with these heavy hitters, if you haven't seen this, I don't know why. It's very strange. It would be really strange if no one, if like there was a person out there that didn't even know who Freddy Krueger was. You know what I mean? Yeah. He's, he's so. Well, I don't know the word, but, you know, he's so well-known within the horror genre. My brother used, when he was about six, used to have a Freddy poster above his bed, and he called him Freddy Fruger. <laughs> that that is the most inappropriate place to put a Freddy poster. Like right above your bed. What the fuck? Six year old child. <laughs> I sorry, I just came up with something. Freddy Frugal. Oh, uh, he's very very money wise. He's he's a new mascot for Dollar Tree. <laughs> Where do you think he gets all those sweaters? <laughs> what did you think those finger knives for? It's not for murdering children. It's for cutting out coupons. <laughs> Dollar Tree, we just did you a favor, <laughs> boy. <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> That's the funniest shit I've heard in a long time. Okay. Uh, but the premise of Nightmare is that there are some dumb fucking teenagers, like there always fucking seem <laughs> to be. There's always dumb teenagers. Yeah, yeah. so some d- dumb teenagers getting into it, and then kind of inexplicably, it really isn't explained at first, uh, one of them starts being hounded by nightmares. And uh, they t- they go into these weird, like, boiler room-looking places and are t- being terrorized by a shadowy figure with little bitty, uh, little bitty uh, fedora on and, and some finger blades. With a dirty fedora, and... a dirty jumper, and m'lady yeah. blades. <laughs> and then uh, from there, one of them dies and they all have to try to piece together what's going on. Right. And so that's, that's your general outline without like giving away too much. That's your spoiler-free right. review. But like Zach said, if you haven't seen it, why the fuck am I avoiding spoilers? Nightmare Man kills high school kids is, yeah. is what it is. It's, uh, that's, that's the basics. Yep. 
Uh, and you don't really need to know more than that. Just watch the movie if you yeah. haven't. The and police still seen... suck. I mean, that, the police that, always suck. That's yeah. the constant in both life and horror movies. It doesn't matter what slasher film it is, except maybe Friday the 13th. They're kind of sort of there, but... I mean, sort of. I don't even, well, I just remember them like being dicks to the guy that's wearing the... Fucking what's his name? Oh, Kevin Bacon's character when he's wearing all the oh, oh, yeah. American <laughs> stuff. That's the only thing I remember about the police in that one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so uh obviously uh Wes Craven made this. Yep. Uh Wes Craven did he write well yeah, he wrote he wrote and directed yeah, this, he right? Wrote and directed, mm-hmm. he, no. he was inspired by a article he read about some guys who had like some kids who had died from nightmares. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, I, I remember that story. Yeah, it was um I can't remember what country it was in, but it was he yeah, he had read a read a story, an article about these kids that were dying like in their sleep. Mm-hmm. And it was like almost uh, like he basically was like, What if that was a horror movie? Yeah. yeah. And then I mean, that that's a... pretty genius. He got inspiration for from for Freddy from some bloke that used to stand outside his house when he was younger. <laughs> Literally, he oh and his God. brother would yeah. like look out the cones, and this bloke would just be standing there. Oh wow! But that thanks, is thanks, me- random guy. That is a medically observed thing, though. That like if if you're undergoing extreme pre- uh, like stress or or like actual physical harm in a dream, like that can actually your brain can actually misfire and interpret that, and then you could actually undergo like physical pain, right? Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, I think we have we all had like falling dreams before where you felt like you were you had the sensation of falling. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I, I definitely have. Yeah. Yeah. I uh I used to have this reoccurring dream where I I would there was this water slide in the middle of a cornfield and I don't know why. I don't know why. I got on the water slide and right in the middle of the water slide even though it wasn't apparent from the outside there was a big gap in the middle and I would always fall down the gap and that's how I'd wake up. Oh, wow. And I had that dream for like months. Really? Uh, oh, no. Yeah, I don't know. I still don't know what it means. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, that was, that's, that's one. Anyway, uh, Wes Craven, he, uh, he had done two, his two big films before this were uh, Last House on the Left, uh, which when we talked about um, uh, Friday the 13th, we, he helped, uh, basically him and Sean S. Cunningham uh, put that together. Yeah. Right. Uh, and then Hills Have Eyes in 1977. Yeah, that's a good movie. Yeah, that's um, a good movie. yeah. See, I've, I still haven't seen Last House on the Left because y'all said it's kind of problematic. But, uh, um, but it's Hills not really Have it's Eyes, not problematic as much as it is just kind of like a Gross. shock. Yeah, is it, it's oh, purposely. Okay. It's kind of in like not in that trauma sense of being purposely shocking. In where it's sort of played for laughs, it's played in terms of being purposely like designed design like kind of like the human centipede where it's like okay we're gonna be as kind of horrible as possible yeah Yeah, it's it's kind of like people are bad huh yeah that's 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 how it plays Mm -hmm. um but you know i i don't necessarily attribute that all to wes craven i think that was just like it's a product of the time yeah more than anything especially in the 70s as well because that's, that's when Clockwork Orange came out. Well, yeah, it's like an that. exploitation. Yeah, okay, is what it is. For sure. Uh, so I mean, yeah, but that was that was that's Wes Craven's track record up to this point mm. in 1984. And then this kind of made him, and he became oh, yeah. one of the big masters of horror. Yes. Like you put him up against, yeah, fucking John Carpenter and everybody else that uh, really mm-hmm. does big the big yeah. ones. Well, he he took the slasher genre the the idea of a slasher and really made it into something else yeah. Yeah. something 
otherworldly. This is definitely more cerebral than just, oh, than yeah. just your Friday or your Halloween. Out of all the slasher films, definitely the most cerebral mm-hmm. one, I think. Yeah, because, it, I mean, th- being af- afraid to go to sleep, that's really, like, that's playing on something primal. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? I like sleeping. Please don't make me Yeah, <laughs> yeah please don't make me afraid of it. I need it. I, I, I physically can't live without it. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I it was, it's just such work. a... Yeah, (laughs) it's just such a genius concept, Mm -hmm. really, and and you got it. You really got to give it to Wes Craven for Mm -hmm. yeah. That guy, like, and you can tell this. I mean, you know, all of his other stuff wasn't a fluke. I mean, because he went on to do Scream, Mm -hmm. of course, went on to do uh, People Under the Stairs, (laughs) Serpent in the Rainbow, uh, Serpent in the Rainbow, or the intro thing to our whole our whole (laughs) podcast. Yeah, Um, it's. I mean, dude's a genius. Yeah. Dude's a genius. But this movie would be nowhere near as good as it is without Freddy himself, without Mr. Robert England. No. Oh, Robert England. <laughs> Especially fucking and you, hell. He was a scary motherfucker in that first one. Yeah. yeah. Fucking, and you said that Kane Hodder, who played Jason, was originally supposed to fucking play Freddy. And it's just like, what the fuck were you thinking? No. It wouldn't have made any yeah, sense. Yeah, it would not have. Yeah. Because I don't want a big, bulky Freddy. I, I, I do like... Him being a, wi- a wiry boy. <laughs> He's you need... small and actually quite intimidating for being so small. Mm-hmm, he really is. Well, it's because he has, like, the supernatural powers, so he can make himself into whatever he wants. I love his Stretch Armstrong scene. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love his run. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, where he's just, like... A scrambling? Yes. Oh, my God. <laughs> he has a scrambling run. He has so many just really cool, yeah, just like paranormal, like, I'm gonna get you moments. <laughs> where, I'm gonna get you. Like, through the bed, in the tub, but like, all of those. I He's love like, it. It's great. Hi, I'm here. <laughs> now, and, and he doesn't really talk as much in this one, does he? Like, he, he talks a little no. bit, but... He but doesn't it, talk it, He doesn't have the quips and stuff like he well, does in some of the later ones. Well, yeah, but he does talk. And that's an important thing because a lot of slashers at this time did not talk. Yeah. They did not have the quips because because he t- he still had some of his classic quips like "I'm your boyfriend now, Nancy." Like you know, like he had some of the classic stuff, and and he has he has a great voice, Robert Englund. Oh yeah, has, no. A very intimidating voice. Absolutely. Uh, <laughs> and I, I don't know. And he, he's really expressive with his face, too. Mm-hmm. He, he, like, does... <sighs> yeah. <laughs> just do a little tongue flick. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no. Robert England made Freddy mm-hmm. Freddy. Of yeah, yeah, for sure. Which... God, like, why did they not choose him for the remake? It's easy to tell... Like, I mean, it's easy to tell, like, the Kane Hodder Jason from, like, C.J. Graham... But in reality, right. all the Jasons are kind of interchangeable. Or they are. The leather they faces are. change so often in all the Texas Chainsaw Massacre movies that... Um, there isn't... There really isn't one leather face. No. But... Yeah. I mean, there doesn't need to be either. Leather, leather face is, you know, um, is a guy with a chainsaw squealing like a pig. And um, he's great. There and is, I love him. But... There is only one Freddy. Yeah, yeah. for sure. And my, all the Michaels, I wouldn't be able to tell you, honestly. Who oh, yeah, who cares? Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah they, but yeah, but Freddy and Robert Englund are pretty much... Yeah. In, uh, like... You they're, can't break them. They're apart. inseparable. No. Yeah, inseparable. That's what I was trying yeah, to say. They're, yeah, they're they're inseparable. They they have to go together. Mm-hmm. They are an entity in one. Yeah, and and he has such a and his weapon of choice is so unique. That's another thing about him as a character. Like he's so well fleshed out. His weapon of choice is, is the power glove. <laughs> yeah. He doesn't, but 
he doesn't also just kill people by slashing them either. If you like with with Rod when he hangs Rod with his own bedsheets, like that's and, that's a that's a you know resourceful kill. And I was about to say, and that's something that they don't really touch on. That that's you know that's something that you know actually happens to people in jail. Is like yeah. in order to make it look like a suicide, they just string them up by their bed sheets or, or whatever they have or by shoelaces or whatever. <laughs> and so it's like he's also in that sense he's thinking about it. He's like, I didn't do this. He did this to himself. Well, and, and we're we're kind of digressing here. Really, we're trying to talk about Robert Englund Not Freddy. Uh, as, as a person. We'll we'll get into Freddy and the way he kills people <laughs> later. But but yeah, those all all are interesting things about Freddy that are unique uh, compared to the other killers at the time. Mm-hmm. Robert England is yeah. an interesting dude. Uh, he it's funny. He was actually considered for the part of Han Solo. Really? Uh, yeah, he was considered I, for the I, part of Han Solo very briefly. Uh, yeah, along with uh, Bruce uh, Boxleitner. He yeah. was the original choice, actually. I didn't do it. Yeah, well, right, that's because yeah. he's um, friends with Mark Hamill. Oh, is he? Yeah, Mark <laughs> Hamill was actually sleeping on his sofa when he was cast for Skywalker. Oh, my God. Yep. <laughs> that's amazing. Uh-huh. Yeah. It's cool. But, um... Yeah, what what are, what are some other things about Robert? Because I've heard Robert England's just like a, a good dude. He is. Oh, yeah, he's I, absolutely I, I, lovely. Yeah, <laughs> I love how often he goes, "Oh, I'm never putting on the Freddy makeup again," and then he goes and does it. <laughs> <laughs> he said it like five times in the past. Oh my god! It's, not, it's like Bill Murray with Fankman. It's like I'm never gonna do it again. Now they're making a new fucking movie. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's interesting because at this point he's kind of inseparable from Freddy, mm-hmm. uh, but. It, I mean, I don't know. He's such a good dude, like off screen. Like he's just such a nice and personal character, and he goes all to, to all the cons. And mm-hmm. he's, he's just, he's such a good dude. And it's funny that he's like one of the most like malicious, like serial, yeah. like serial killers. Definitely chaotic evil. Which, yeah. <laughs> he said in an interview that he only decided because he was being typecasted because he's classically trained actor. He's being yeah. typecasted mm-hmm. as like a certain type of kind of not background role but not main role so he went right. against like all of his like things and went for freddy and he was like yeah i like that because <laughs> he was like it was a fun a new character for him to play and he'd never really done it before yeah and he got to be front and center which was rare right yeah so th- well, that's at least, really cool at least he didn't like at least he wasn't like rejecting it entirely afterwards like betsy palmer yeah yeah, true. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Betsy Palmer is such a, was such a prude. <laughs> um, but yeah, Robert England, good dude. Yeah, very. And, and then let's not forget everybody else in the movie. Yeah, there was one person in in, in particular that you see all over the fucking place now, and that's <clears throat> Mister Johnny Depp. Johnny Depp. Like I said before, it's before Tim Burton got his hooks into him. <laughs> <laughs> and let's not let's not uh, downplay the fact that Edward Scissorhands is a fucking bargain basement Freddy. Come on now. <laughs> <laughs> He's like Freddy's like nice equivalent. Yeah, I guess. Oh my god. <laughs> I guess if you have a uh, you have the little like devil and angel on your shoulders, there's Freddy on one side telling and, you to and fight. Scissor hands on the <laughs> other side, and they both make topiary. Let's make Freddy make some topiary too. I think this is a person. This is this is a person who only shots a hot topic. By the way, yeah. <laughs> by the way, um, uh, yeah. I mean, Johnny Depp's not been good for years. 
Yeah, no, yeah. It, this is before the cocaine got him and before that he met Hunter S. Thompson, I think, and before a lot of other things <laughs> Which is happened so in his life. He's really good in this. Like, <laughs> Glenn's a really good character. I mean, he is one of the weaker mm-hmm. characters, but... Um, he doesn't need to be a, a stronger yeah. character, though. He's just basically emotional support for Nancy and fails every time. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> He's like, like don't oh, fall asleep. I'm not gonna fall asleep. And then, <laughs> like, twice. There's two times she tells him specifically, don't fall asleep. You're here for one reason. We're not having sex. We're not doing anything. Your whole job is to not fall asleep. And he's like, I think I'm gonna fall asleep. With the, with the computer on his lap, too. I love that he just has his big no, old no, computer. No, 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 no it's not a computer. TV. It's his TV. Oh, is it really? It's, oh, a, port- it, it's a portable TV. It looked like an... Well, I'm... it had that same um, casing color as a lot of those old oh, computers yeah, yeah. did. That's why I yeah. got it confused. Yeah. And it's weird that he's listening to his records. It's like, mate, don't you have to flip those over? <laughs> like, why would you fall asleep listening to a record? Does, like, you got to flip that shit over. I, I've done that. Yeah, me too. I, I mean, sometimes <laughs> I just like side A. Yeah. Sometimes I just like side A. It is true. I mean, the B-sides sometimes aren't that great. Sometimes. I mean, I, like, I prefer B-sides. Well, let's not get into a record discussion. <laughs> I swear to God. This is not the podcast about all things also, vinyl. Also, what if it's a double album? Oh. Sometimes the oh. C-sides are the best. And <laughs> <laughs> hey, what about... Uh, okay, have we followed... Sometimes us? it's the Mondo release of the Nightmare on Elm Street soundtrack. <laughs> <laughs> all seven of them. Oh, uh, yeah. Oh, I don't know if I'm falling asleep watching the Laserdisc, but say, say, oh, yeah. <laughs> sometimes you're watching Aliens and you're on uh, side four. Oh God, you wake up in the middle and you're like, oh God, what side am I on? Oh shit! <laughs> so many, so many. Sometimes you're on the side where Newt gets abducted and then you fall asleep. <laughs> and then you accidentally turn it to the side that's just white plastic, and you're like, why is nothing playing? <laughs> <laughs> oh, Laserdiscs are stupid. Uh, <laughs> Anyway, yeah, Johnny Depp, this is before uh, Big Time because this is his first film. Yep. Yeah. Um, and so he's a really good character, and then the, the final girl in this is is extremely well done, and uh, you said her name was pronounced Loggenkamp. Heather, Heather Loggenkamp. We're going to yes. talk about John Saxon first, though. Oh, John Saxon. Daddy Thompson. Oh, Daddy yeah. Thompson. He's been in a lot of stuff. As soon as I yeah. saw him, I'm like, it's that guy. <laughs> our, se- our second episode about Black Christmas, yep. we talked about him because he also plays cop dad in that. Yes, he does. Yeah. <laughs> it's not a dad in that one, but he's still cop man. But... Yeah. He's, he's still cop dad. You, yeah. can tell, you can tell even though it isn't said explicitly that he is a dad. Well, okay? it, well, he's also basically the father to fucking the dumbass cop that everybody hates. Yeah. He's, yeah. Like, he's like, fucking, why aren't you more like Steve over there? Yeah, yeah this is You're a disappointment. This is literally, that sounds familiar. Uh, this, this is literally 10 years after Black Christmas. And he's still doing he's the same thing. He's still doing dad cop. Uh, yeah. It's but, amazing. <laughs> But yeah, no, he's a he's a good character in this though. I mean, he is uh, he is more fleshed out. Obviously, yeah, he, he has so much motivation because I mean, you know, he, you could tell that he loves his daughter, but he's still like super super straight edge and just trying to like watch he's out for her. His ex-wife. Yeah, and he's very underhanded in the and, methods that he uses. And he, and he only listens to minor threat because he's so straight edge. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the ex is tattooed on his hands. Yeah, tattooed he is, on uh, his hands. Can never drink in a bar again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, but, uh, Heather Loggenkamp, uh, Heather Loggenkamp's really, really interesting. I mean, she is, you know, other than, than Robert England, is the most consistent actor in the Nightmare mm-hmm. series. Sure. And, uh, I mean, she's only been in one of them, which yeah, is Yeah, that's still more consistent than, <laughs> <laughs> than anybody else. Than anybody oh, yeah. else. <laughs> so Kristen changes between Dream Warriors and exactly. Dream Master. Exactly, yeah. yeah. She has, like, a real arc, is mm-hmm. the thing. Yeah. And you don't really, like... 
it's hard to see like actual arcs, I guess. Only... I mean, other than what's her name from uh, Halloween. Hellraiser is actually what I was thinking. Oh, okay, yeah, um, no, for sure. I was thinking Jamie Lee Curtis's character Kirst- in Halloween because she's had movies of an arc. You know was it Kirsty yeah. from Hellraiser? Yeah, 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 that's yeah. Um, but yeah, but it's she has like a real arc, and that I it at this time is kind of unique for a mm-hmm. final girl to really have like yeah. real development within the movie too, like yeah. within where she actually has development. But we'll we'll get to that later. Of course, we'll talk about her importance mm. in the Nancy. final in the final girl line of final yeah. girls. Uh, but, but, I, but yeah, I love Nancy as a character, and I think that, yeah, she just, everyone around her just kind of sucks. Oh, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> she doesn't have any support but that, but for that's, going that's through all of this. Typical of a final girl yeah. is to have a supporting cast who sucks. <laughs> uh, you just said, everybody sucks. It's like, you are not helping at all. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm being chased by Knife Glove Man. And nothing is being done about it. Yeah, everybody's too busy having sex yeah. or being awful. And th- it's not until that fucking scene in with the uh, with the sleep study where they find the hat that yeah. everyone's like, oh, oh, we're dumb. I think they kind of knew. They're just like, oh, it's, it's, it's not happening, right? Well, definitely the mom knew because she. I think she figured it out probably early on. That, oh, fuck. All the shit's coming back to bite me <gasps> in the ass. That's yeah, I mean, she's a really shitty mom. Yeah. <laughs> we'll talk about that later, too. But, like, like, how do you know? You know the whole time. You could have fucking known the whole time. And you, you're not saying anything until, like, people have died. Yeah. Because <laughs> she's too drunk. <laughs> That's true. She's too too drunk to care. Well, it's just like, you know, to bring back another classic, it's just like the mom in, in the critically acclaimed MTV series of Scream. <laughs> Critically acclaimed. Uh, uh, <laughs> by which critics? You? Yes. <laughs> I love it. So, ten, out, ten out of ten. There's something cool about Ms. Camp. She, she, she was in Into Darkness. Okay. The, the Star Trek film. Huh. Wait, yeah, she, but she also she... does a lot of um. Now she does a lot of prosthetic makeup. Like she Ooh, that's designs cool. and like coordinates like prosthetic makeup on movies. That's very fitting. That's awesome. Yeah, that she jumped that Which she jumped from acting Dawn to that. Dawn of the Dead in 2004. Oh, cool. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, that's amazing. That's really cool. It's cuz she's married to like uh, one of the big um prosthetic blokes. <laughs> Well, we don't. We don't. Prosthetic we don't bloke. <laughs> That's his name. Pros- yeah. Prosthetic bloke number three. Hey, I, I'm, uh, I'm 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 mis- I'm Mr. <laughs> bloke. Yeah, nice to meet you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, so that's it's a good cast. It's mm, good good it really cast is. of people. I that was that's one of the strong things about this movie is the cast actually. In in a lot of slasher films, it's not yeah. like the the like teenagers are kind of the weaker point of it. Mm. They they're kind of throwaway characters. But all the characters in this, I mean, even though they're not incredibly strong, they all they're compelling. Like you yeah. don't want them to die. And and I don't have a problem with I don't, I don't have a problem with any of their acting. You know what I mean? Yeah. A lot of times I, I we say in movies that, like this acting isn't really that strong, but it fits like the overall mm. like. Right. feeling but yeah. no in this it's, it's a genuinely well acted movie i like it yeah and it it's a small cast and all the cast that all the cast that do die they're all you know as i said they're not throwaway yeah. characters they're not like oh this is just some fodder for a kill the only 
this is like a meticulously planned yeah. out kill. The yeah. only one that I feel like I kind of don't understand entirely or don't have as much feeling for is Tina, but that's just because she just gets well, so but little that, screen she's time. she's the first one to die. Exactly, yeah. yeah that's but the I only think, reason. I think because yeah. it's a small cast, which was really smart on Wes Craven's part, you notice, like, mm. it, there's a big void when somebody dies. Mm-hmm. It really is. Because yeah, it, then it suddenly becomes, it's like very claustrophobic then because mm-hmm. it's like, oh, he's closing in. Mm-hmm. You it know? Really like Especially when it's just Nancy. Yes. And, it, and it's, like when it's just Nancy, you go like that. Ooh, right. And, and and the thing is, is like it being dream based is one of the is one of the interesting things. And, and and of course, we'll get into that later. But it's just because you never you never know when he's around the corner. You never know when you're sleeping and when you're not because mm-hmm. of like it starts to blur the line. I there. love that. But, I, I love yeah. that. Like when the phone starts ringing and it's already been unplugged. You know what right. I mean? And yes. and just yes. uh, and at that moment, you're like, but I thought. How could she have gone to sleep? Yeah. She is so caffeinated. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, but let's uh, let's talk about some other stuff first before we get to all that effects. Yes. The effects so yeah. fucking cool. Effects. The effects are are so very well done. Freddie looks amazing. The makeup on Freddie is fucking sweet as hell. Yeah, it's so good. Yeah, it's so very good. It's so very convincing. Like it's terrifying. He, he looks like a burn victim. He he looks. I... The bit that always still gets me every time is where he cuts along his chest and all the maggots come out. Yes. It's just like how close he gets to the nipple. He's <laughs> like, oh. Yeah, the, I mean, the tongue foam. Oh, I love the tongue foam. Um, all of the, the inverted room shots. Yeah, um, and that takes some explaining yeah. because when you see, like, the blood come up out of the bed or when you see Tina being, like, swished along the roof as if you were trying to swat a, uh, a wasp with a broom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They, they, That's all he's doing. Yeah. <laughs> right. He's just a convenient newspaper. So, so those two shots specifically, the the blood fountain and Tina mm. being on the ceiling, those are they flipped the set upside down. Well, they they turned the well they turned the camera upside down. Well, I, I can't remember. They inverted the room. Yeah. So that <laughs> they inverted yeah. the room. <laughs> they inverted the room in the in the part where Tina's getting getting all pushed around on the ceiling and the the other guy is sitting there on the floor. He's like strapped in essentially, and they have the camera behind him and the cameraman's strapped in, and they're rotating the room upside down. So she's she's all there crawling around like she's being inverted, but it, everything is like tied down to the ceiling, I guess. Uh, and then it's the same thing with the, the blood fountain mm-hmm. is they turn the room upside down and they just, pour and they a just big, drop. Yeah. They just poured a big bucket of blood. blood into it. <laughs> yeah. It, it, it's really genius. It really is. Again, yeah. I mean, and uh, that this, was my phone. I dropped my phone. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, this movie concept definitely did require a lot more, uh, I think practical effects than, you know, Friday doesn't really need that many practical effects other than like arms coming off. You know what I mean? And Halloween, yeah. <laughs> Halloween just needs like a, a big butcher knife going into a chest. <laughs> <laughs> this requires a little, a little more subtlety. It requires some. How do we Finesse. make this? How do we make this really surreal? I think it is. This yes. requires also probably a lot of KY jelly to make Freddy look so <laughs> oh, yeah. sticky. Yeah. And gross. yeah, it doesn't matter what horror movie it is. It's got to have some KY jelly. I prefer Astroglide. Thanks, guys. I don't know. That's just me Either personally. One. But. Either one. I think every horror movie should be lubed sh- to the gills. Is what we should say. <laughs> yes. <laughs> exactly what I was saying. <laughs> yes. Um, let me 
let me let's think about some other effects here. The big old long arms scene. I mean, oh, that, yeah. that was, I love that scene. That could have been so much fun to do. I, as, I, I don't know what that did for it. As you put it so eloquently, the Stretch Armstrong scene. <laughs> <laughs> I would love a, a, a Freddy Stretch Armstrong doll. That'd be amazing. <laughs> I <laughs> bet there's one. I bet one exists where it's just that scene and you can just stretch his arms out Ooh. to infinity. <laughs> amazing. Uh Let's see, I know it... it's kind of hokey, but when you see Marge's like burnt skeleton, oh yeah, into yeah. The bed. <laughs> oh yeah, or at the end where the, where he just pulls her body through that the door and it's window, really yes. it's like it's... an inflatable doll. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they, like pull a blow up doll through the, through the window. <laughs> oh man, I love this oh, movie. Oh jeez, I'm trying to think of any of the other really like really cool scenes. I mean the uh, the Christmas sweater topped car. Yeah, at the end, mm. um, I don't know. There's just so much they they use the budget so effectively. Yeah, and we can oh, touch on that. Oh yeah, now. but the skeleton, the skeleton where she just like sinks into the bed. Yes, like that. Just yeah. that whole prop where it's just like a like a lowering thing that lowers that skeleton into the bed, and all the fog coming out, and the lights huh. coming out, like. It's so it good. And then so they pulled cool. Johnny Depp into the bed. Oh, they pulled jo- Johnny Depp into the bed. And his mom just opens the door within like moments of just seeing the blood fountain. Yes. Oh, my God. I love that so, so much. So good. And then, yeah, when he gets pulled into the bed, and then there's like, it's like he's in the ocean. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. it's from an underneath shot, and it's like the depths. Yes. You know? Johnny Depp in the depths. <laughs> Is that okay. his band? One of the best <laughs> practical effects. We're overlooking one of the best practical effects. Which is the wall. Oh, yeah. Where, yeah, so he has, where he's, the wall stretching when oh, he's, like, yeah. putting his face on it. Mm-hmm. Yes. Oh, yeah, my God, it's so good. Used, I love that part. I think latex for that, what they did was they built, like, yeah. a fake wall bit. Yeah. Interesting. And they just put latex and they just had him do that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then they did they redid that in the remake with fucking CGI. Oh, so my God. stupid. Ridiculous, but it is interesting that same type of effect is in Ghostbusters, where Zool mm. or not, not, uh, yeah, no, it is Zool. The dog is like pushing into the doorway, yes. and uh, Sigourney Weaver mm. looks over and is like, "Oh shit!" <laughs> and that's when she like gets all the hands groping her and gets pulled into the yes. doorway. So yeah. it's interesting that they both share that same like weird effect. Yeah, even though they were released the same year. Yeah, it's like I guess they just had similar ideas at the same time. I, I mean, I that happens. Know. That's that's yeah. interesting. It's an interesting thing to point out. Yeah. Uh, music. The music is really Ooh. good. I love Ooh. the music in this. I mean, soundtrack. so much so much of the soundtrack is just nails on a chalkboard sounds. I mean, like that really is But it does have a theme. Yeah, it there does. is a, yeah. there's a main theme and the main theme of course uh, in all the other music was uh written composed by Charles Bernstein, mm-hmm. not Berenstein, like say, the Bears. Oh, the Berenstein Bears fame. <laughs> uh, Mandela effect. Uh, <laughs> had to say it. It's so weird uh, the Battlementi did Dream Warriors. Yeah. I well, yeah, Battlemente. Yeah. I, I, I feel like Battlemente could have made a really good uh, soundtrack for this too. Yeah. Uh, but um, Battlemente, by the way, he did. Yeah, I was about to say I don't really. Even he know did who the he is. Uh, the the uh, score for Twin Peaks. Really? Oh, okay. Yeah. That would make sense. Uh-huh. That makes sense for a nightmare film. Why is he called Battlemente when he's Goodlemente? <laughs> oh God! I thought my uh, jokes were that bad. was a dumb that was a dumb joke, but I, I respect it. I respect I that made dumb that joke. joke every time I watch Pimpy. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, but uh, Charles Bernstein really hit it out of the park as far as like making it 
creepy. Yeah, it's and very... ethereal and dreamlike. Yeah. Yes. It's very um. He uses a lot of floaty synths, which I think is important. Yeah, it's very structured, but also chaotic. Yes, Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. Because I I wouldn't have been able to point out like a a primary theme, and you know what I mean. Like I remember a lot of the bits of the music, but I wouldn't because it's not like Halloween. It doesn't. It doesn't open with a theme and end with a theme. No, it does have. It has a main theme. It has that little. There's. And I'll play it. I'll I'll put it here. Uh, but it's got it's got that main theme that is actually it's in every single nightmare nightmare film. Okay, and it's yeah. got like it's like a little synthesizer. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. They're yeah. like doo doo, and I just yeah. think of, I, I in my mind whenever I hear it, I think of Freddy's glove hand playing right. it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I don't know, I th- and I think that's what it's meant to evoke. But I, I think don't know. there's also a Freddy theme that because I, I trying to look, focus broad the soundtrack when I was listening to it when we were watching it. Freddy, there's always a certain, like, sequence that plays whenever Freddy's, like, chasing someone. It's, like, Freddy's chase theme. Dun, 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 yeah. dun, dun, dun. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't even, it's... I don't even remember what that is. <laughs> the Benny Hill theme? There's, like, this very um, deep and long, again... I'm going to use the quote that I think I've said multiple times when talk about soundtracks. The longer the note, the more dread. Exactly. There are some yeah. fucking long notes in this one. Oh, yeah, mm. exactly. But that's so true. It's Well, you say it again and again because it's true. Is mm. the longer the note, the more the dread. No, that's a good, powerful sense of dread. People who compose music for horror movies now, keep that in mind. Mm. The longer the note, the more the dread. Don't but we... don't have just one note for the whole movie. Uh, oh man, no, this makes make the soundtrack for a movie that fucking uh, Windows XP startup sound just dragged out forever. Oh, oh yeah, <laughs> that's pretty oh. horrific. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Brian Eno, please write the next whatever <laughs> horror Wasn't that thing, Robert please. Fripp who wrote the XP? No, oh, oh, XP I think might have been Robert Fripp, but ninety Windows ninety five yeah. was Brian I Eno. I am baffled that y'all even know the composer for the Windows startup. Sounds. Well, because they were famous musicians. Were they really? Yeah. Robert Robert Fripp is King Crimson. That's, oh, I didn't know that. Brian, oh, okay, Brian, cool. and, and Brian Eno did a whole lot of like ambient stuff. Plus, he was the keyboardist for Roxy Music. Huh, I didn't but, know any of that. Yeah. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah, yeah. Robert but, Fripp got paid a shit ton for it. Yeah, he got he did. paid a shit ton to write the XP. <laughs> Same thing with Brian Eno writing Windows ninety five. Oh, anyway, wow. That's a weird aside. Yeah, it is. <laughs> but fun fact for everybody. I was about to say, don't tell us you've never learned anything here. Yeah. <laughs> We're highly informative. You can <laughs> shut the fuck up. <laughs> we could be on fucking PBS. So music, music's great in this. Mm. Um, so, like, li- li- there's a lot of slasher films that kind of touch on kind just of FYI, more- just looking at the outline as we're going and just oh my god we have so much more left guys but strap in it's gonna be yeah. it's gonna there's be a lot there's a lot of stuff we gotta talk about there's a lot, there's a lot of shit yeah but so and a lot of other, other slasher films they have like kind of uh in in approach to kind of making complete storytelling like they have like a story behind this final girl they have a story behind the killer but none of it's really like a complete 
story. Uh, a lot of it's just kind of like, yeah, here's kind of the... They're kind of trying to rush the story to get to the mm-hmm. killing. I mean, Laurie's uh, is two different fucking stories at this point. Right. Yeah, and, and like Halloween, I feel like, is the closest to trying to get a complete story for yeah. everybody. Mm-hmm. But I, I don't think it's quite there. I feel like this one gets it right as far as like completeness and storytelling mm. as far as like who who gets a full story who gets arcs who's actually has like a compelling storyline and it also yeah. like it, it fully realizes a concept in a way that i yes. feel like a lot of them don't yes yeah yeah it has it, it very much has a complete concept and it very much is unique in that as far as slasher films mm-hmm. are concerned it has it has a complete story to tell, and it can stand just by itself. Mm-hmm. That's the thing. Yeah. Is that even though this movie has sequels, it doesn't need them. Yeah. It doesn't it need them. Yeah. I mean, I mean, some so, so, some of the horror films, there's a lot of them that don't need sequels at all. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That they they don't need sequels, and the first two sequels, like we said, to this movie are pretty good. Yeah, uh, they're they're really good. And if you want to watch those two sequels, that's fine. You can supplement them, but you don't need to. Mm-hmm. It's honestly like, I feel probably like... the strong next two tips in Chainsaw Massacre two. Nightmare two and like Nightmare three are like the strongest in sequels. Yeah. Friday too. Friday too. Yeah, I was gonna say yeah. Friday too. Definitely. Yeah, but um, yeah, but this is—it's just so complete in the way that it tells a story, Mm. which is unique for slasher films, Mm -hmm. especially around this time. You understand Nancy fully as a person by the end, and you understand what she's been having to go through. You understand her mom, and you understand what's been going on with her mom, and why probably she's an alcoholic. You understand her dad, and yeah. probably it's not explained why if her dad was aware of the whole shit with Freddie dying, but he's been e- in law enforcement. Everyone, no, it, everyone knew. The whole town knew. Yes. Oh. Uh, okay. All of it's kind of adults versus kids, uh, yeah, sort true. of thing where like the the kids don't know shit because they've been sheltered from it, true. yeah, and the adults know too much. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, we've seen too much. We've seen too much, <laughs> and we need to suppress it entirely. And, and we've already talked about this, but Freddie, unlike your Jason or your Michael or anybody, has a really weird lore, a really weird past, yeah. has a full character to him, some of which I know we don't like very much. Well, but... no, 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 and it's not that necessarily. It's that we don't get into it in this film. True. Yeah. Is, 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 we don't get into Freddie's story until later. Yeah, all we know is that he murdered a lot of children, and the parents got mad, and, and they burned him to death. Burned and him to the to the death. Those children do. If you go yeah. by yeah. the unreleased cut. Yeah, yeah, which I haven't seen. I, no one, I guess no, no one, one has. Seen. Yeah. <laughs> just just say the line, Chrissy. Freddy is a fucking nonsense. <laughs> okay. Thank my my, you. Pre- my <laughs> preferred is, term is diddler, which but, is you know, not, which is sort of hinted more at in the sequel as well. They really go. Yeah. Hard with like the pedophilia element, and it's really uncomfortable. Yeah. I was about to say that kind of ruins it a little bit. Not r- ruins Freddy entirely for no. me, but it kind of just—it's like uh, you you could have been just nice and just killed people. Why do you have to be gross? It's gross. Yeah, it's gross. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's very much heavily implied at the beginning of Freddy versus Jason. Uh, oh yeah. Was it? Yeah, that whole opening scene with the the, the little girl, but. Oh yeah. 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 Mm. yeah. Kind of implied in Nightmare on Street Six as well. That's true. Yeah. And I mean, just the the inclusion of the nursery rhyme, I think, hints at it to a certain degree. Oh yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, because that's a little kid thing. That's not a teenager thing. Yeah. So um, ooh, the fact that the jump rope girls are young kids. 
Yeah. True. Uh, we kind of skipped around in the outline a little bit, but that's okay. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. Whatever. <laughs> yeah, but uh, anyway, let's get back to the family themes here because I, that's a really important thing. Because, I mean, there there are some family themes in other slasher films, but this is a very strong one. Uh, alcoholic parents. Yeah, dysfunctional yeah. families. Alcoholic yes. parents. Parents with, an like, a really overbearing authority figure. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's all, true. all of those things are colliding in this I movie mean, in a way that you really don't see, and that's a really realistic family dynamic. I mean, Glenn's parents are really obviously, because Glenn's parents don't want him dating Nancy. And right. that's And I love that scene, because I'm just like, I've had other parents, like, say that about me, or my parents say that about other kids. It's like, I don't want you hanging out with that kid. Yeah. For so, no reason. Yeah, so Nancy has a very alcoholic mother mm -hmm. who just wants to kill the world around her with alcohol. Yep. And then she has this overbearing dad who literally locks her in her in her house, essentially. Mm. Puts bars on oh, yeah, everything. That's, the, that's uh, the mom. Yeah, I believe the mom does that. Yeah. Oh, was it the mom yeah, that did that? Yeah, because she... Was, or, or like, she oh, does yeah, it while she's like, right. out for school. <laughs> oh, yeah, you're right, you're right. You're right. <laughs> I like drunken right. tirade. She's just like, oh, I'm gonna put bars. That'll keep her safe. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, I don't know. She's got mom issues. <laughs> yeah. Well, sure. and dad issues. But I think, but of the two, I think the the more healthy parent is the father, because he he has a very strong sense of law and order of justice, and he is doing everything he can to keep her safe. Whereas the mom isn't divulging any information to her, is very much drunk around her a lot, yeah. and is kind of just bitching at her a lot, and is just like, why are, why are you so upset and blah blah blah, and then. I, I don't know. I just don't like the the mother. Just the mother figure just really isn't good. She's not there for Nancy, yeah, whereas the father is just in not the way that anyone would want right. a father to be. Exactly. Like, <laughs> yeah. Uh, Donald, I think his name is Donald Thompson. John Sa the Donald. Don John Saxon's oh. character. <laughs> Teflon Don his Thompson. First, <laughs> his first reaction to when, you know, he's going into the thing and he's found that, you know, Tina's dead. His first reaction is, what What was she doing there? And it's Nancy. Like, he, you know, he's this cop on a case and all he cares about is the fact his kid was at the murder scene. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Which, I mean, but, I mean, that would make sense to me, too. It's just, like, what were you doing there? Why? You know, what happened? Tell me everything. You can't lie to me. Everyone else can lie to yeah. me, but you can't. Right. <laughs> yeah. Um... So, and do we? And there's not really any other horror film that really has a really big family dynamic like this. Like, yeah, well, the, the parents are always gone in Halloween. Well, and, I mean, Jason and his mom. And true, the but that, family. but that, and the Sawyer family. Okay, and but, uh, I'm, I mean, Halloween, Michael and his sister, and niece, I mean, there, there is always a little bit of yeah. There's always a little bit of family dynamic in every I mean, slasher film. I mean like more that. specifically to the to the main to the protagonist right. rather than the not, antagonist. Yeah, not normally as much. Yeah. Uh, Black it, Christmas got close. True, yeah. yeah. Black, Black Christmas did a lot of things yeah. right. Yeah. yeah. Oh, Black Christmas is so good. <laughs> let's <laughs> just that say again? that again. Yeah, let's just do that one again. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, it, it's, it is unique in its approach to family dynamics mm -hmm. as far as slasher films are concerned, yeah. I feel like. And, and it's still... Uh, I think it would have. I don't know how they did it in um, the remake, and I really don't care. But I feel. <laughs> yeah. I feel like the family dynamic has I don't changed a lot in America. Being the family dynamic in the remake. 
Yeah, because because if there in, was, yeah, I don't remember. Because it. it really doesn't. I mean, a lot of people might get mad for me saying this, but I feel like the the nuclear family just really doesn't have the same the same prominence that it used to. It doesn't. You know what I mean? No. You're right. Because I mean, families are splintered. There's a lot more. And I mean, parents. The parents here are divorced as well, aren't they? Aren't, aren't they separated, or are they still they're, together? They're, I can't remember. They're separated slash probably divorced. Yeah. So I yeah. mean, so it's so this is. 80s is about when the modern dynamic changed, I think. But yeah. they're still very close-knit. They see them all the time. I know a lot of people who's, you know, like, parents just don't really interact much anymore. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, it's just, that's kind of the way the world is now. And, and I mean, then you talk about younger people who can afford to have kids. You know, we don't really, we're trying to kind of get away from families until we're much older. Because yeah. we can't afford it, because we're millennials. Yeah. And everyone says oh, we're okay. lazy, but we're really working our asses off. Oh my god, yeah, I don't want to get into that conversation. That's avocado toast! <laughs> <laughs> That's why I can't buy a house! I hate avocado. I've been, I've been drinking... I've been drinking spiders for six years to afford, <laughs> to afford being able to live here, okay? I can't afford any of our beverages. A brimming glass of spiders every morning. <laughs> oh, um, man. Uh, one of the other things, just like every other slasher film that this movie touches on, is sex. Uh, of but course, but it, touch, it touches less on it than a lot of other slasher films, I feel like. Yeah. They are still punished for it, I feel like. And I still feel like, at least Tina and... What's his name? Rod? Broad. Is that correct? Guy from X. Greece. <laughs> <laughs> of course his name's Rod. Because <laughs> um, he's got that rod. Uh, <laughs> he's got his rod in Tina. Oh, boy. But even then, like, you know, Johnny Depp dies later, and Nancy mm. uh, is... Uh, antagonized throughout right. the entire film and she even makes the conscious decision is like hey we're here for our friends we're not here we're, to we're fool around a bone bitch <laughs> and, Johnny, <laughs> and you can like see it's not you don't see his face he's, he's facing away from the camera but you can see like the disappointment in johnny Depp. He's just like meh i came here to, i came here to shag he's, a, he's very pouty <laughs> oh, yes. i hate that term oh do you really <laughs> Good. Fucking. <laughs> you got what, cock blocked to the nth degree. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Which is a rarity for Johnny Depp. You find out later. I oh mean, he's God. he's always he's always into something. He's oh always. Oh my God. He is. by Freddy. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. Is that the name of the next? Is that the name of the next sequel? <laughs> oh my God. That's <laughs> the the porn party. He, he kills all the a uh, ton of members of the alt right, and they all get cucked. <laughs> Nightmare on Elm Street, fifteen <laughs> dream cuck holders. <laughs> 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 and there goes some liquid out of Chrissy's face. You We we are doing New Line Cinema. So many favorites. Oh, right. <laughs> yeah, come on, New Line. Bring sequels back. Robert Englund uh, said he had one more in him. So. I'm, I'm getting fucking royalties from that shit. You can suck my ass. Uh, but yeah, it, it doesn't touch on sex as much as a lot of other slasher films, and I feel like that's smart on its part because it kind of at that point it'd be it'd been kind of played out let's be honest mm -hmm. like yeah. that, like this is and that's another thing is this this slasher film is later than a lot of the other ones like the the kind of heyday as we had have talked about in other slasher film movies that mm -hmm. we've done is is like late late 70s to early 80s and so that's yeah. notable that maybe they realized a lot of innovation was necessary yes. to make a financial success yes so exactly. that's important yeah, it's like I think Wes 
had seen all, you know, what Sean had done with Friday and stuff like that, and he was like, hey, I'ma do something fucking cool and fucking new. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean... Man, I miss Wes Craven. <laughs> but yeah, so yeah. as opposed to being an accidental franchise like Friday, this one was more definitely, let's make something really new, really good, really well-structured. Right. And, yeah. and, and the number one tactic that they used that made it unique is using sleep as a scare tactic. Yeah, and we touched a little bit oh, on this, but yeah. yeah. Uh, I always say the, most two, the two vul- most vulnerable times that a human can ever be is either on the toilet, taking a poop, or sleeping yeah like those are the only two times you are pretty much completely without control of what happens in your life what if you're sleeping taking a poop i mean i don't think that hasn't happened oh yeah been there (laughs) Uh, if i've been if i've been drinking a lot (laughs) definitely felt falling asleep on the toilet Uh, (laughs) i i i I haven't pooped in my bed but i have i have (laughs) i have peed in my bed i have had too many beers and then just let it rip i've never i've never (laughs) I've never peed or pooped in the bed because of being drunk. But your dog has. Oh, oh, a lot. <laughs> uh, she's been drunk a lot. <laughs> so, so that's truly the most vulnerable you are as a human is when you're is when you're fucking asleep and having a shit. Yeah, asleep <laughs> in your own waste. <laughs> and that was a joke. I have not fed alcohol to my dog. Uh, yeah, but, uh, just very good point. Know. She might have gotten it her own I have, uh, on her own. I've own. definitely thrown up off the side of my bed before. Yes, I do remember yeah. that. Yes. yes. Oh yeah. Uh, and then the dog ate it. <laughs> oh no! I forgot about that. Oh, delicious! <laughs> oh my god. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, but yeah, no. It really is interesting, and I think that the the yeah, like we just said earlier, you never know when you're asleep and when you're awake. Yeah, and that's the thing that this movie does really well is blur the line between mm. sleeping and being awake, and that's I, that makes the dynamic so much more interesting because you're not sure what the fuck mm. is going and on. Well, I'm still a little unclear on it. I think this deserves some discussion. Y'all might be able to enlighten me a little bit, having seen the the others a little bit more than I have. Uh, what are the rules? Uh, do the whole "What are the rules?" song from "It's Always Sunny Here." What are the rules? <laughs> no, but uh, like, so she intends to pull him out of the dream, yeah. And he's like, "What am I gonna do? Fucking hit him with a baseball bat?" And she's like, "Yeah, you're a jock. Fucking just do it." But then, in order to get herself out of the dream, she she knows that that pipe is gonna they, be hot, and she puts her hand against it. And they kind of touch. Her out. Well, they touch on the rules a little bit in Freddy versus Jason too. Yeah. Uh, where it's like, if you can grab him, then he's real. Like, oh, do you know what I mean? It's like, okay. if you can grab him in the dream and pull him out with you when you wake up, mm-hmm. that's how, that's them him being real. That's oh, him okay. being, like, and, human again. Yes. That's him being real. And part of it also, as they touch at the end of the movie, mm-hmm. uh, of, of this movie, yeah, yeah. is that if you stop believing in him, then he's not real. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I do remember that now. So, um, that's part of the rules. If you can grab him and pull him out of the dream, then he you can kill him. Uh, or if you just stop believing it, yeah. and he can just die. He, once he pull out of the dream, he's just a human, right? Oh yeah. In and then six, you, you just they have him. that same thing as well, where they pull, where they pull him out in six mm. and blow him to fucking pieces. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, yes. I think I remember seeing at least a YouTube video of him being six, blown six to pieces. Six is Freddy's dead, right? Yeah. Or is that? Yeah. Okay, yeah. that's what I thought. Mm. I mean, yeah. night and yeah. uh, new nightmare kind of fucks with those rules a bit. Yeah, New Nightmare is kind of like outside of the rules. Really? Yeah, yeah. It's New Nightmare is really good, by the way. Is I mean, it, comparatively. Which which uh, 
installment was it? That was seven. seven, but it didn't really. It doesn't have a number. It's just called West Craven's New Nightmare. Oh, okay, it's, cool. It's what it's called? It's the precursor uh, to Scream. Oh, okay. Yeah. I definitely have to watch it. Then. Uh, and also, technically, Nancy is in New Nightmare too. Yeah. Technically, really, it's 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 a super it's meta. A, it's very it's very meta. It's like Heather Loggenkamp playing herself. Like it, <laughs> I, like they're making a like the premises they're making a new nightmare film. And it's like during the filming, and like real shit is happening. Kind of like, like it's scream, very. It's kind of like Scream Three. Or, yes, yeah. it's, kind of like it's very meta. Course. Yes, oh, it's very, okay. it's very, very yeah. meta. I do yeah. like how Wes Craven does that. Like with Scream Four, Scream Three. Oh, yeah. Like he is a very meta director. He, he loves... understands what came before and what worked. And yeah. he's like, I'll add to that, but I'm still gonna fucking throw yeah. all this old shit. He, at he loves being New Nightmare is like a test for Scream. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Oh, that's amazing. Because yeah, because Scream is very meta, mm-hmm. and New Nightmare is like the is like his meta experiment. That's cool. Okay, I'll have yeah. to one. Do we have that one? No, we. Well, yeah, I think we do. Actually. Okay, I'll yeah. watch that later. Yeah, we do. That yeah, because like we have I'd the like full box yeah. set, which has New Nightmare. Awesome. In it. Yeah. yeah. So, because it has Freddy versus Jason, so it's got to have New Nightmare in it. Mm-hmm. Um. Anyway, so, uh, let's talk about the impact. Uh, because this, like we said, this movie came out late as far as slashers are, are concerned mm-hmm. and it had a real impact on the way that we see slashers and the way that slashers can perform in the way that slashers approach a story yeah. i guess definitely i don't what what upsets me is i don't think other people took as many cues from it as they should have yes we're still getting a lot of shitty remakes we're still getting a lot of shitty slasher films that aren't as well fleshed out as mm. this and i think that's why this stands really out at specifically like a sore thumb because it's so good and no one really learned enough <laughs> i just and that's me personally i mean i could be wrong i know there have been really good movies to come out after this yeah and but... we're talking about numbers here mm. uh as far as uh, rotten tomatoes scores go <laughs> <laughs> uh the this this as far as slasher films is like heads heads and tails above uh like like critical ratings and like the the praise that it got mm. uh way over halloween way over friday the 13th way over anything else except mm-hmm. maybe black christmas because black christmas is a masterpiece yeah. was this was this uh considered better than texas chainsaw did it get better critical yeah, reception yeah. oh yeah oh yeah okay. yeah because they saw texas chainsaw as basically like a like a like a shocker film like an exploitation uh, okay. film at the, yeah. in the same realm as uh, last house on the left okay. uh but this also came out 10 years after that yes. so it, it, they they saw this as like this is like this, this is what a slasher film should be. this was the it was yeah. considered like the resurgence of like good horror in the 80s yes yeah and what are some other big ones that followed hellraiser came uh, out the same year Hel- didn't it hellraiser I, th- I thought hellraiser came out before this actually i think hellraiser was, was- also 84 Oh damn! It might have been the same, but year, the, yeah. but the book was written before that. So yeah. I, I, oh yeah, when when the book's already written, I mean it, that kind of doesn't count. I mean, uh, and plus, it, yeah, Hellraiser's but... not really a slasher. Hellraiser is like paranormal craziness. I yeah, love it's Hellraiser it's a slasher, because is it really? In a lot of ways, it is. Yeah. yeah. Okay. At least the first one. Yeah. Okay. The, the later one, ones are less slasher and more, more like paranormal. what the fuck is yeah. happening? <laughs> Especially two. Two is. Two is a mess. Yeah. Uh, I, I know. I know you like. No, two, I like three. Is... I mean, two's okay, but I prefer three. No. Yeah, three is better in in certain ways. Uh, but it's, I don't know. It, it is kind of by itself as far as how good it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I, I I'm trying. I'm sitting here trying to think of another real either series or standalone film that I would say is as well put together as this. 
What um, about the bye bye man? Oh, no. no. God damn no. it. Can't we no. get through a one episode no. without talking no. about it? And no. after we actually do it, no. can we not talk again. about it again? Ever again? <laughs> we're not doing it. Yes, we are. Oh. We're not doing we're not it. Doing oh, okay. it. No. We're not doing okay, it. Okay, I guess we're not doing it. No. <laughs> no. Uh, no. Never doing it. We're never covering that movie. But as far as uh, hard numbers go, we, we were talking about this. Uh, budget was $1.8 million. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah. uh, I can't remember what you said, that the what the grossed was. 25.5. 25. And was that just U.S. or was that worldwide? I think that was just I US. think that was worldwide. Oh, okay. But that's still... Or was it just U.S.? I know it, it might have been just a lot US. here. Because, I mean, I remember mm-hmm. my yeah. dad said he saw it like three times. Really? Yeah. I would have seen it like awesome. 15 times like yeah. when it came out. I would have been like, this is one of the greatest films <laughs> I've ever seen in my life. And I think because it plays on sleep as your as your main thing, I think that that's a universal thing oh, yeah. rather than, you know, going to camp. I don't know how much y'all we, have we, like we weird... Yeah, y'all right. don't do like weird like sleepaway camps and stuff yeah. like that. And, and like, I, I, I had been to summer camp by the time I saw Friday the 13th, but it still wasn't that relatable. Yeah, and like, I don't know, like let's say... I think university over there is a little bit different than over here too. I don't know how much they do yeah, like yeah. dorms and stuff. I mean, you still live with your parents for most of the, for most of the time, like while you're in university over there. I think right, like rather than having no, you go to dorms. Oh, do you? Okay, stuff. like I, yeah, well, you have halls of residence. Do you, do you okay. have like but, like we don't have sororities? Yeah, that's, yeah, that's exactly. what I was in a student house. Yeah. Mm-hmm. it's just a student house. It's not like a sorority, like. The girls in black Christmas. Mm-hmm. Right, yeah. So I feel like that definitely this is a lot more relatable. It's universal. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, it makes sense that it grossed a lot more. Yeah, and, and the performance of this film, it leads to uh, one of the nicknames for New Line Cinema, which is the house that Freddie built. Because <laughs> yeah. really, cause really this, this movie, like, because this is after New Line Cinema had, had like, basically financial turmoil, uh, where they were, mm. they were basically going to close their doors mm. and then nightmare came out and it revitalized the entire company yeah. and then they're like well we got to make more of these now <laughs> yeah if we didn't have a nightmare on elm street new line cinema wouldn't have made all those fucking lord of the rings <laughs> yeah. uh, no no they wouldn't have made teenage mutant ninja turtles are you kidding me we would not have go ninja go ninja go by vanilla ice come on now and that is the true tragedy uh of the 80s and what i mean is that that song exists that is that is the tragedy of the 80s uh wasn't the aids crisis it was that oh, uh, it was that song wow <laughs> mm. i apologize for that yeah. <laughs> I'll apologize now instead of later. Yeah. <laughs> Foot in mouth disease. Oh, but, oh yeah. <laughs> oh, it's it's bad. Uh, yeah, but it, it really made New Line Cinema. That's, I mean, that's, it's why that we we have so many of these films at this mm-hmm. point is because uh, this film happened. And then New Line picked up Friday for Freddy vs. Jason. Yep. Yeah. And that and that's a good movie. I think that everyone should see Freddy vs. Yeah. Jason. Freddy vs. Jason is fun. It doesn't have to be good. It just had to be fun, and they did that. Just like Alien vs. Predator. Dumb. Alien vs. Predator wasn't really great, but it was fun. Yeah. And then the second one was god-awful, and it still is great. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. I, I think they might... Better than Covenant. <laughs> yeah. They came out like a year uh, or so apart, too, Freddy vs. Jason and ABC. Yeah, no, it was just a big, like trope for them to do they, yeah. like all the studios that had rights to the big horror monsters or horror characters were just like 
This is fucking put them in a movie together and it writes itself at that point. Freddy vs. You know? Jason. On, they were thinking, because of Freddy vs. Jason, they were thinking of doing Candyman vs. Leprechaun, yeah. which I will never let go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I would watch. I Oh, I, I totally watch it. Yeah. <laughs> I w- look, I wanted to watch the Leprechaun Vampire film. No, God. Uh, I, it amazes me that Leprechaun went to the hood twice. Uh, <laughs> but only to space once. Oh, but yeah, to the hood twice, but space once? Yeah, space is way more interesting. Yeah, well, I mean, there's a lot of hood politics. Uh, but... To, to, to digress slightly, <laughs> at work, I listed all the all the Leprechaun films and the dates they came out. To a client because they asked. Really? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, boy. I hoped it was unsolicited. I hoped they were just like, so can I get this in red or green? He was like, did you know that there was Leprechaun in 1972 and then there was Leprechaun 2? <laughs> <laughs> go through the list of the like, you imagine if the first? Can you imagine if the first Leprechaun was in 1972, though? <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> How bad the effects would be. <laughs> That would have been amazing. The effects are already terrible. Yeah. <laughs> Imagine 20 years earlier, <laughs> like how bad it would have been. Uh, anyway. Oh, um, so there, uh, there is a remake. Yeah. I think we were just talking there to avoid talking yeah. about yeah. the <laughs> Fucking, uh, I'm already turned, I, I haven't seen it. I'm already turned off to it by the fact that you said nothing is practical. That it's all fucking CG. Why the fuck I would you make- I fell asleep twice. Yeah. Every time I've tried to watch it, I've fallen asleep. What? Except one time where I did sit through it, and I wanted that moment of my life back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I don't understand. Like, why would it have been more cost-effective to do CG on Freddy's face than just do it out of makeup? What the fuck? What were they thinking? It, would, it wouldn't be. Yeah. That's the thing. Is because it, it... Michael Bay's studio. Yes. Oh fuck! Yeah, I we forgot talk- it was Michael Bay. Yeah, no, we talked about this when we talked about Friday the Thirteenth. Yeah, I remember uh, that and, now. And we were talking about the 2009 uh, Friday the Thirteenth. We also talked a little bit about 2010 uh, Nightmare on Elm Street. They they were supposed to. They were basically trying to revamp b- both franchises, and then Michael Bay was doing both of them. And Why did they give that motherfucker money? He also did one of the. Didn't Michael Bay's company also do one of the? Uh, Texas Chainsaw. Yes. Remake. Yeah. Yeah. We talked God. about that when we did Texas Chainsaw too. Yeah. But it, yeah, he he had his fingers in all of these these classic horror franchises, and I'm glad that he is not anymore. Like I, I just he, he he basically he was who decided it was okay for, to let him ruin everything nostalgic that everyone loved. Like um, ugh. Michael Bay. But well, I don't people with money, I guess. But I, I still don't understand the reasoning behind it. You know what I mean? Because studios saw that the original films made money. I, Why not I do things more? I did want to meet someone who liked both of those remakes more than the original. Bullshit. God, were did they, you slap them? Were they children? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but they were a stupid fucking like dude, bro. Oh, that's yeah. not that, surprising at all. That's exactly the the audience that he's going for, to be honest, because he thinks that moviegoers now are just cattle. And that's I, how he treats movies. Is just like go, you're gonna fucking see it. I, the only thing I gotta s- yeah. <laughs> the only thing I gotta say about the remake is I feel bad for Jackie Earl Haley having portrayed Freddy and having to be associated with that. <laughs> and I also feel bad for, like, Numi Rapace, is it? Who played yeah. Nancy? Yeah. Like, because she's a good actor. She didn't deserve this. They recast Nancy? They didn't even give it a new cast like they did with Friday? Like, they didn't just, like, revamp the whole thing? They tried to actually recast the original? Yeah, they yeah. didn't. Yeah, they didn't give new names. They they oh. basically just no. Re- they, they gave a couple of new names. Yeah, but they but I mean they kept Overall. Nancy. They kept Freddie. Like, and, and, but 
I don't know. That's really it, sad. I feel like it's, it's kind of shitting on the legacy. At it's, least with Friday, it's like these are new dumb idiots that are going to die. Yeah, they, at least about the 2009 Friday, there are things to enjoy about it, but this one's just bad. Yeah. It's just a bad remake. There's nothing redeemable about it. Mm-hmm. It's just bad. And they they outright say that he's a child molester. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Who touched Nancy, I think. I think it's the reason yeah. the parents is because they he touches like their kid. The meaning that they would still be in their cognitive memory, like memory at some point, like Freddy would still be in their memory if they weren't suppressing the memories. Right. Here's the thing. They keep thinking that child molestation is scary. And I mean, there's an element of fear there, especially for parents. But it's not scary. It's gross. And no one really wants to see it. We want to see... Like, yeah, people being dragged into a tub by a, a tub by a glove hand. Or we want to see like Jason fucking like sh- like fucking shellacking someone with a machete. You know, would, we I want say, fun. We don't want gross in horror movies most of the time. It's also just really dark. It's shot really darkly. Like it's got that like twenty. It's got that like twenty tens edginess. Where yeah. every shot is super fucking dark and you can't see anything that's happening. Yeah, it. I. Yeah, I think that that was one of the things. They're just like a horror movie is supposed to be dark. Like they they didn't like understand how lighting worked. I think is, is, is a large part of it. Uh, but it, I don't know. I want to stop talking about it because it's just bad. Yeah, we've already talked. It's, about it we've, ta- we've yeah. talked enough about it. it. You know it's bad. Don't see it if you want to see it, it. We told you not to. Yeah, just just know that we told you not to. <laughs> so, what are our favorite moments of the 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 real one? I'll go first, and it's just my favorite moment <laughs> is. I, yeah. I talked about it a little bit. I really, really, really love the scene where she's in the um, the sleep study and they're mm-hmm. trying to figure out what's actually going on. And then they find the hat and she has the cut on her arm and everyone's like, oh, oops, we're <laughs> dumb. Because <laughs> that realization moment is, really makes that scene for me. I love that. Yeah. Two, there's the wall. Which I'm going to yeah. recreate right now. We. Uh, <laughs> I was hoping you could go behind the flag and do it and just like act like. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that would have been good. But then there's also uh, like. Uh, and with that as well, there's the fact that Nancy's like, the cross has just fallen off. Nancy's asleep and then she wakes up and is like, huh? But the other bit is just the bit where he runs. Because <laughs> I think I paused it. Well, because Stephen had to let the cat out. When he was when we were watching it, and I just went the 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 way that Freddie runs and the way that Tina runs away is just like me running away from my responsibilities. <laughs> <laughs> uh, somebody make that meme like put tag, text over Freddie running saying my responsibilities and then or uh, me over Bomb Tina. Text. That same when she's running away from Freddie is just a mood. Yeah. yeah, it is. It, it's very much a mood. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna make that meme and put it on the Twitter. Hell yeah! Uh, just to let everyone know. Uh, so my favorite moment, number one scene for me, and it always it still scares me. I don't know why it's so terrifying to me, but it is fucking terrifying to me. Is the blood fountain? Oh, uh, really? That like to me that he is at one moment alive in the next moment literally just blood. Yeah, like literally blended. in a blender. <laughs> And it's, just, it's that is a, that is a terrifying thing to think about. Is, it's not, 
Yeah. <laughs> no, but there's not a lot of things IRL that could actually do that to you. Yeah. No. And that's, it's so surreal, I yeah. think, is what it is, mm-hmm. is. It's so, like, out of the realm of possibility, but it's there happening in front of me mm-hmm. on a screen. Yeah, but... kind of like in The Shining with the blood elevator. Think mm-hmm. about if that elevator initially was full of people, what happened in between <laughs> floors 1 and 13 to yeah. make them just juice? They, well, in the blood <laughs> elevator scene is good, but this is more effective, in definitely, my opinion. Definitely. No, I agree. Uh, I was just drawing a right. correlation. And the fact yeah. that the mum's there, and the fact that... Yes. Like, the thing, you know, when she opens the door, and it's like, oh. It, and the have, dad's already... Go- we have no son oh, anymore. Yeah, <laughs> and the dad's already gone to sleep, and he's mm. or he's watching the game or something. He yeah. doesn't care. Uh, <laughs> dad is checked out. Yeah. <laughs> entirely. Um, yeah, it's so good. Uh, what are our, what are some final thoughts we got here? I miss Wes Craven. Yeah, yeah. This is only the second time I've watched uh, Nightmare on Elm Street. What? Yeah. What? Oh yeah, I think the first time you tried to watch it, you fell asleep. I did, but I I watched it like later on that week oh, afterward. Yeah. I eventually did finish it, but yeah, but uh, all the way through. This is the first time I've watched it all the way through, and, or the, like the second time I've watched it all the way through, and I I thoroughly enjoy it. Like I, I'm uh, like I said, still in the Friday camp, just because I like I, I I just like it. I just I I can't. I can't tell you why I like it more, but they, they just do. But, <laughs> um, but yeah, no, this is a great film. And like we, I think the, the biggest takeaway for me is that, yes, as we've been saying this whole time, it's the most complete storytelling that you can get in a horror film, period. This movie was my introduction to slasher films. Was it really? Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah, it yeah. was. A, it's a very important movie in my horror movie history. That's amazing, yeah. And I, I think... My dad showed me it when I was probably too young. <laughs> if, if it, if it wasn't it. for this, if it wasn't for this movie in Alien, I probably wouldn't be doing this podcast. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, like my first introduction to horror was Scream, which was another Wes Craven property. Yeah. So I definitely understand where you're coming. We from. We owe it all to Wes. And yeah. <laughs> the genre owes yeah. a lot to Wes. Yeah. yeah. For sure. Yeah. I mean, so much, so much of his influence is present in everything mm-hmm. in horror movies. That sure. uh, Wes is was so important, mm-hmm. and we I, miss him. I remember where I was when he died. I got the message from my friend Will. Uh, I got a text at like midnight on on the day that he died, like when he died in the days. And my mate sent sent me a message because I think they'd seen it on Twitter. And it was like two in the morning here in the UK, and I was really sad. Oh, yeah. That it was sad. like, oh yeah. no, where's Graven died? There's not a lot of a lot of deaths. I remember where I was for you know. I yeah. was sitting on my mum's sofa, and my dog was at my feet. Nice. I'm sad now. <laughs> I know this is a down note to end it on. Oh, uh, but uh, it. it it's important. I mean, it, it is important to know that that he he lived a full life and he created some of the most iconic shit that you could possibly have in the yeah. horror genre. And this movie is not the genesis because there were other movies before it. This is but... a, this is one of the crowning jewels of yeah. his entire yeah. career. For sure. And that th- this this was probably the most important film that he did. Mm-hmm. I think for sure. Uh, and it's so. It's perfect. Mm-hmm. And it stands really? the test of time really well. Yeah. Like, yeah. There's a lot of movies we've even covered that I would say, eh, it doesn't hold up as much. But This one this holds one up. This one will continue to hold up for 100 more, yeah. 200 more yeah. years. Except for the blow-up, Dulcie. 
<laughs> no, that's too really? Really? Yeah, you could actually just delete that end scene entirely. Yeah, true. Honestly. Not I really and, and it was... that end scene was thrown in there to sort of be an ambiguous thing, because it's like, you don't know if Nancy has survived or not. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, I... It's it's really a great film. Because it's that's the all I gotta say. definitive that she kills him at the yeah. end. Yeah. There's... And then it's less definitive when they, they tag on the ending scene. Yeah. But... Yeah, I mean, it's good. It's good stuff. It's played out, guys. We need to stop now. <laughs> <laughs> I think okay. we have we have the our normal spiel to go through. Oh God! Yeah. Oh, we have to do it again. Okay, we have to do it again. We have to do it every week. What porn have you been watching? Has anyone <laughs> given you any oh, porn to watch? Not... I changed the tears. By the way, wrong. Had to oh shit! Yes. The Mothman yes. Foundation for pissing your pants or whatever it was. <laughs> <laughs> That, it's that a, it's is now the, $50 the... and Freddy's, of Freddy's Wet Dream which is the full one is $69 nice thank you I love the $69 thank I you. love that, that yes. was, that's amazing thank I, you. I swapped them around because I realized Freddy's Wet Dream needed to be $69 I am, <laughs> I am, not, I am not bigger than that <laughs> yeah, he, you and, and nobody's contributed to the Patreon yet, but uh, if you do, we have amazing tiers, yeah. as you just heard. We have uh, the the top tier, which is Freddy's Wet Dream, which is you get to choose what porn I watch for $69 <laughs> a month. <laughs> and then for $50 a month, we have the Mothman Foundation for scaring people shitless. <laughs> I thought it was for pissing themselves. It's, I can't remember both. what it is. I think it's scaring, uh, okay. I think it's scaring people shitless. Wait, who has to shit or piss their pants for the, in this event? People. Oh, yeah. I thought it was you again. I will maybe wear a diaper for that I'll, much I'll, money, yes. I, I will pee in my work pants. Like, <laughs> if someone wants to give me $50, I will 100% just drink water all day and just go to the bathroom as I, I walk. I have to work past a lot of mental blocks <laughs> to go yeah. to the bathroom in my pants, but I'll, I'll, I'll do it. Yeah. For money. <laughs> for a lot of money. I'll do it. Uh, but we're also on we're on Facebook. We're on Instagram. We're oh, on, and our Patreon have, is, oh, shit, patri- right, is patreon.com slash PC. The yeah. By the way. Uh, but then they're the other ones. That way, yeah, but we're on Facebook. We have Facebook page, Podcast of the Dead. Just search it on Facebook. Yeah. Uh, we're on Instagram and Twitter as PC of the, at PC of the Dead. Uh, and we have an email that you can email us weird things at three in the morning, such yep. as dick pics, as we talked yeah, about. Yeah, hell yeah. I, no, no. I, I check the email occasionally at work. I mean, not that we ever get anything, but I check the email occasionally at work just just to hope someone sent, me, sent us something so that I could... Yeah. Specifically a dick pic. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I'm not going to say anything there. <laughs> all right, all right, whatever. Uh, but, and that email, of course, is podcast to the uh, podcast of the dead at gmail. Is that email? Yes. So uh, we love all of you. Yes, thank you so much. This has been a good. This has been a long one. This is like one of the. Uh, did we do another one where, where there was no news that we just jumped right into it like this? No. Yeah, I this think, is the first one we did with no news. Yeah, and I think it, it's fitting yeah. because of how much yeah. we had to talk about. Yeah. There's a lot to cover here, yeah. and we're we're. 
glad first of all that we covered it in a reasonable amount of time. Yeah, I was. I kept looking at the uh, at the counter. I'm like, oh god, we're gonna hit two hours. But I was like, oh no, we're we still like, see. Three, that's why minutes. I'm here is to keep us organized. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is to keep us on track so we don't tangent too for much. Sure. Okay, yep, absolutely. Uh, but yeah, this this has been a good episode. Thank you all for listening. Thank you so this much. This has Love been a all. good episode. You're all great. Thank you. Bye. 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 You all look pretty today. <laughs> yes. Uh, Validation. You, <laughs> Validation. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Bye.